Welcome to Unwrapped, a food service podcast by Sand and Vendo America. An honest, insightful look into the issues, challenges, and trends of our industry. Hello and welcome to Unwrapped, a food service podcast brought to you by Sand and Vendo. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and I'm thrilled you've joined us for this podcast episode today. Today we have two fantastic guests joining us on the podcast and we're going to be discussing important decisions that are made by vending operators and some of the factors to consider when making these decisions. And so joining me first is Scott Winters. He's regional business manager at Sand and Vendo America. Scott, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And we also have Mike Weiser. He is the president and CEO at Sand and Vendo America. Mike, it's great to talk to you again. Tyler, how have you been, man? It's good to hear your voice. Man, I have been, I have been well, as good as you can be during uh, during this time. And uh, man, it's great to talk to you again here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. So, Scott, before we go too far, can you give me some of your background and tell me a little bit about your history in this particular industry? Well, I've been in the industry for about thirty nine years now. I started with a Pepsi Cola bottler back in the early eighties and had experience. Uh, on the sales side of that that industry, and then uh, have been with Vendo the rest of the time, Sand and Vendo America the rest of the time for about 34 years, and had opportunities to speak to you know the various bottlers over the years as well as bid operators. What are some of the big uh, important decisions that vending operators have to make? You know, I would uh, add to Scott's comments that um, uh, some of the things that vending operators should consider is. Their regionality. We find that uh, in certain areas in Texas, uh, Dr. Pepper might be king. Uh, and in New York, that is a Coca-Cola city. Or in Chicago, might be a, a Pepsi city. So the first thing I, I would suggest to consider is uh, the products that, uh, that you're going to be successful with in the area uh, of the country that, uh, that you live. So, Scott, it seems that one of the most challenging aspects for vending operators is balancing decisions between initial capital expenditures and long-term ROI and profitability, right? So how do you recommend balancing these types of decisions? I believe one of these decisions is choosing to purchase new uh, or used equipment, Tyler. Uh, purchasing new equipment provides the operator the peace of mind of knowing exactly what they're getting, uh, plus the warranty that backs up the equipment. Purchasing used equipment could mean experiencing costs associated with service calls, repairs, uh, and downtime of equipment, and as a result, could you know be lost revenue and also customer ill will. You know, I would add to that, Scott, that a lot of times used pieces of equipment that have gone through refurb in in many cases don't meet the current state and federal uh, requirements of uh, energy consumption of the American with Disabilities Act or the EPA and refrigerants. Um, the average age of a refurbished beverage machine can exceed uh, 15 years, uh, even longer considering snack because the technology of, of traditional snack machines really hasn't changed much over the last uh, three or four decades. That's a really good point, Mike. How how much consideration should be given to fast-moving regulation in this area, and also fast-moving trends, and the fact that um, you know that, that you want to keep up with certain things? Uh, is that something to be considered when making decisions like this? Absolutely. Uh, as an operator, you can uh, you can get into a, a little bit of a, a bind if your equipment 
is not meeting, um, you know, the, the federal and state and local requirements for operation. The best thing that I can, I, I can offer, the best advice I could offer for people considering to operate vending machines or, or even the experienced veteran uh, is to listen to these podcasts, to uh, contact your, your regional business managers for OEM equipment, talk to your bottlers and, and ask them what, uh, what they're seeing, uh, what's new, what's happened over the last year. You know, any one of us would be more than happy to, to sit down and, and visit with, uh, with someone interested and, and, and share with them what, what we know about the industry and industry requirements. That's a really good point. And that gets into something that I, I want to discuss. Uh, I wanted to discuss a little later in the conversation, but I think that with you bringing it up right there, Mike, I think it's a good time to just talk about um, just I- examples and in uh, times where you've advised and assisted um, customers and clients in these types of situations and the value that an expert like uh, San Invendo can provide. Having a partner that, that can share their expertise like what San Invendo can do, that, that's certainly valuable when, when making decisions like this, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of requirements by the EPA uh, and individual state governments for uh, refrigerants in vending machines. Uh, And it can be very confusing. You know, we have uh, recently gotten approval uh, to utilize R290 as a refrigerant uh, in our vending machines. R290 is a propane-based refrigerant. Hmm. And while it's been approved, agencies like uh, UL have restricted the use of those machines in certain places within a building or, or facility. And so it's important to, to know that while uh, you can purchase uh, vending machines with, uh, with R290 refrigerant, there could be some restrictions within the state to uh, you know, restrict where you're allowed to place that. Now, what I can say is bottlers and equipment manufacturers and uh, refrigeration compressor Manufacturers have banded together, and we've been able to petition the uh, the EPA and, and UL uh, to lift those restrictions. Uh, and we've uh, just recently been advised that they have agreed to lift those restrictions, and they're writing the uh, the UL code as we speak. That should be available within the next uh, 30 days. See, that's knowledge and expertise and insights that uh, that I think is is really valuable when it comes to making these decisions. And, you know, Scott, you're somebody who uh, I would assume has interacted quite a bit with customers, with clients, and shared a lot of advice and insights along these lines. Can you share a little bit uh, from your experience as far as helping guide in this process and some of the questions that you get and the expertise that, that you can provide? As Mike just said, uh, on, on the refrigerant, that's one of the biggest ones that's come you know, you know, it's coming up because everybody's concerned, you know, eventually it's going to be mandated and and exactly what they need to do. And, and so we tell them a little bit about the differences and, um, and what they can expect. But, um, you know, we really want them to rely on what the, what the experts say about the different refrigerants and, and, and the requirements there. So it's not really just all on us. Okay, so in addition to that, what Mike said is uh, there's some new technologies uh, out there as well. One is textless vending, and that's one of the big things that uh, is in great consideration right now with COVID. And some of the old equipment, the you know the control boards won't be able to accommodate some of these new technologies. And so with the textless vending, it really allows the the consumer to be able to make a vend. Uh, a selection, choices, to nutritional requirements of the products you know, that are in the vending machine, 
and pay for it and then actually make the selection from the comforts of their uh, and the safety of their own cell phone, or their smartphone uh, in vending. So again, that's another good reason for you know getting the newest equipment because it will be you know the control, the the electronic control boards on on board will be able to accommodate the newest uh, technology, both seeing um, touchless vending as well uh, as energy efficiency. You know, I, I, I agree with that completely. I, I would say that um, uh, that used and, and refurbed equipment does have its place, right? It's, it's very cost effective. Do your homework. There are certain models that utilize delivery systems or refrigeration systems that, that are tried and true and, and very reliable. And they, they can be a cost effective way to supplement your, uh, your fleet of, of vending machines. But, you know, like Tyler said, do, do consult uh, uh, the expert nearest you and, and uh, do your, your research and, and make sure you understand uh, what you're getting when you, when you decide to purchase uh, used equipment uh, versus new equipment. So, Mike, I wanted to circle back around and talk about what you're discussing there when it comes to used versus new and, and the considerations and the factors that go into making that type of decision. And so that does seem to be a complicated decision and probably has a lot to do with what your goals are and, and that sort of thing. So walk me through that decision-making process and some of the factors that should really be considered, uh, the key factors that should be considered when coming to a conclusion of used versus new. Well, I, I would I would say that, um, you know, the, the first step is is understanding the quality of, of the manufacturer uh, before uh, you you make that purchase, right? Is 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 this a a made in the USA OEM that has been around for sixty years and stands by their quality, or is this uh, a manufacturer that maybe you haven't heard of, uh, or could be produced out of the country? Um, you know that, that that's what I would I would recommend first is is understanding the the equipment that you're um, that you're considering to purchase. The next thing I would consider is is what exactly am I am do I want to accomplish? Do do I want to have a a fleet of machines that are uh, generating revenue in volume, or do I want to manage a smaller route uh, but be more profitable, um, as profitable as I can? And in that case, I, I would consider newer equipment that's capable of. Uh, uh, remote inventory management systems, uh, where I knew when there was potentially a technical issue with the machine, or how exactly how many products I needed to uh, to bring to fill that machine to to maximize my my route efficiency, and and you know decide on paper what it is what what your style of business uh, is going to be. That's a good point, Mike. I think in addition to that too, is ask other vend operators uh, who they're using and, and the success they've had, how, you know, what the quality uh, equipment is, and also the service after the sale. Is there an 800 number? So the vend operators, technicians, you know, can call and and get some, you know, advice of, you know, troubleshooting and and ideas in that manner. Yeah, let's let's not forget the uh, the fellow vending operator as as a resource um, you know, we, we're, we're very fortunate. The industry that, that we belong to is like a big family. There's, there's not a lot of competitors uh, within the, uh, the vending operator uh, market. 
it, it really is like a like a family, and, and everyone is excited about uh, the success of of uh, fellow vending operators. It's it's a great resource. That's uh, I really like hearing about that and hearing uh, about the community of support that that you can provide for one another, and I I think that that's a, a really awesome aspect of uh, of things that you guys have that you guys have discussed here today. And so, guys, I want to uh, turn it back over to you to uh, for any kind of final thoughts, uh, final things we haven't uh, maybe mentioned here on the podcast up to this point uh, to help wrap up the podcast here today. So, um, Scott, let me turn it over to you. Do you have any final thoughts, anything we haven't mentioned yet, or any summary statements just about how to consider and how to walk through and tackle uh, difficult decisions in the world of uh, vending operators? Well, I think one of the opportunities, Tyler, is that a vendor operator um, has the opportunity to be able to get loaned equipment uh, from their local bottler, and, and and that's a great opportunity for them because it's you know it does lessen their capital expenditure, uh, and there's some things they need to consider you know when making that decision. And one is when they do you know get the loaned equipment you know from a local bottler, is that typically that bottler will require that they only put those products that they manufacture into that into that vending machine and as mike mentioned earlier you know it's really important to consider the regional area that they're in and which products are the best sellers Mm. and so that's one thing to consider when getting loaned equipment also if if the if the operator you know when it comes to to the point where the operator wants to sell their business and if they have loaned equipment versus what they purchased, that's going to be less assets that they're going to be selling. So it's just it's just a few things that they need to consider, you know, as far as you know, purchasing or say, getting loaned equipment. Yeah, I, I would add that making loan or lease arrangements with uh, with your local bottler uh, is also a, a great way to supplement your your equipment as uh, your equipment asset base. You know, these, uh, the, the bottlers, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, they spend millions upon millions of dollars building their brand. And there's, there's something to be said about a, a brand identified machine in the marketplace. It, it draws attention. Customers know exactly what it is and what they're going to get uh, from that product. It comes with, you know, a certain level of, uh, of, of assurance uh, that that bottler that loaned or leased the equipment to you is going to maintain that equipment uh, and keep it uh, keep it running and reliable, not just for you and and your revenue, but for customer loyalty and and uh, custom, consumer confidence in in the equipment that it's going to work and and deliver a nice cold beverage every time. Just make sure you ask for San Invento America by name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic plug, Mike. Uh, very well done. Very well done. Well, did I do that? <laughs> Well, uh, Scott Winters, Regional Business Manager at Sand and Vendo, and Mike Weiser, President and CEO. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me here on Unwrapped and uh, talking a little bit more about the, the decisions uh, that have to be made and how to walk through those factors. So, uh, Scott and Mike, thank you guys once again. Yeah, Tyler, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, just want to remind everyone, stay home as much as you can, wear a mask when you have to go out, and wash your hands every chance you get. Absolutely. Great advice uh, from Mike. And uh, yeah, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, and keep one another safe as well. And uh, of course, stay tuned because we'll have more episodes of the podcast coming out soon. But if you haven't already subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast or head over to the Sand and Vendo website for more information. And we'll talk to you again very soon on an upcoming episode. But for Scott and Mike, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.